Eight days have passed since January 6th. The Magic Commander community has mommy issues, and every day it seems like we're getting closer to living in the Fallout universe. That and more on tonight's episode. Stay tuned. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Thank you for tuning in to Daily Nights. I'm your host, Treasonous Truths, and joining me today, as always, is my amazing co-host, Daddy Sins. Say hello to the ladies and gentlemen listening tonight, Daddy Sins. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Daddy Sins in the house tonight. It's Valentine's Day, so I hope you all stayed safe, happy, and watch out for them Hello Kitty girls out there. I was about so, to say uh, the goddamn line. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say that too. <laughs> I was saying, all you folks out there, be careful, gentlemen. Them Hello Killy. Hello Killy. Yeah, exactly. Hello Killy. Hello Kitty girls are out there and they're stalking their prey. You might yeah. be it. So for all the bros and the homies out there, keep your notifications on. <laughs> so, and keep your whereabouts on located so we, uh, the, yeah, the bros can come save you. You know, all of a sudden we use find my iPhone on uh, Ernie, and all of a sudden his his thing just disappears off the map. We're like, oh shit, they've gotten to him. <laughs> they've gotten to him. <laughs> we got we got to go save him now. It's of the utmost important. <laughs> save the Ernie, save the world. <laughs> that's exactly. the, that's the, that's the season of heroes they didn't want you watching, or well, they never bothered to make either. <laughs> shit, well, damn. But- <laughs> <laughs> It's but like, with that being said, uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, JB, you've been telling me about this special lady in your life, a certain lady who's, uh, say, good with her hands, knows how to handle some metal, and uh, isn't afraid to get dirty with some oil. Can you can you elaborate more on that? Oh, that's where you're going. I was about to say, dude, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I'm like... You fucking killed my segue. (laughs) Sorry. Dude, I'm not even kidding you. In my mind, I'm like, no, I'm still single. But like, I'm going to just let it go with them. I don't know what he's talking about. And then it just clicked in my head right now (laughs) what you're talking about. So, Well, there goes my segue, folks. JV, go ahead. (laughs) I I blame myself. Yeah, so I will believe it's okay. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I'm a little too subtle with it. I need to be a little bit more direct and be like, "So anyway, JB, you've been telling me that there's this card. <laughs> yeah. she, she's all the way from the mean streets of Phyrexia or New Phyrexia. So the previous set was called New Phyrexia. So even though this is called Phyrexia, all will be sixty nine. This would be New Phyrexia squared you know i do so like the i will be 69 squared something like that so you know okay. the iphone is like iphone 14 pro or like what what they used to do back then and like an iphone and here's the iphone 2 version oh god what the fuck did they do <clears throat> so is iPhone... iphone squared <clears throat> maybe yeah and they're like the iphone pro xi so that was the last one that came out. I think it was like the 15X or something. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, you've been telling me that there's a special lady in your life. You care to tell the audience more about her? Ah, uh, yes. So for the audience out there, I will post, <laughs> once I get everything, I will post a picture next week because I have been, and you're going to cringe when I say this because I'm going to say it wrong on purpose. I swear to God, <laughs> if you say I'm going to reach through this microphone and strangle you. <laughs> but I have been completed. <laughs> you son of a bitch! The show is over. We are done. This is never happening ever again. That's it. I quit. This is the last Daily Nights episode. <laughs> I quit to this. We're done. <laughs> We're done. So, yes, I, you've been completed. Go ahead. Um. Wow. You ever heard of the English dictionary? <laughs> English? No, but I have heard of English. So, but, but go on, good sir. Yes. Inform me of this English. <laughs> so, there's... Me, so, me rub you wrong time. <laughs> me rub you wrong time. No, don't worry. We'll save it. We can save another episode for, uh, you know, for for the woke Velma show later. So, oh, dude, I had to put myself through that shit. I don't want to do. I, there's no seat. I'm not watching season two. I I, I'm I am not watch the first one. I did it because I'm a huge Scooby Doo fan, and I was like, let me see. I could not stop looking at this train wreck, which is something else we'll be talking about later tonight, possibly. Um, <clears throat> so I couldn't stop watching. Wow, what train wreck? It's only been like. Two days, right? Yeah, yeah. It, <clears throat> and I, it's a story that I've been fo- following very closely. But anyway, yeah, I could not stop watching Velma because, well, one, I really like Scooby Doo, and I wanted to see where it was going. And I, I was like, it might get better. It might get better. No, it didn't get any better. Just continually got worse to the point, like literally, the season finale ends with Velma twerking over. And I don't give a fuck about spoilers. It turns out Fred's mom, right? Freddie, you know, from Fred and Daphne. Yeah. His mom was the killer, right? And so there's a part where they cause like a cave-in, a stalactite or mite, whatever version of it is, is, comes down and crushes her and kills her. It covers them in viscera, right? And then Velma starts twerking. Uh, Shaggy, a.k.a. Norville, pukes. And Fred and Daphne are just caught in like complete awe or shock while Velma's just twerking over this like woman's dead body. So... <clears throat> Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's Velma. It's 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 a, it's a garbage show. It's no one watch it. Just don't watch it. Don't watch season two. Let it end with the second season, and that's that. Yeah, but yeah, you back should, to you watch a better show like <laughs> The Last of Us. But I'm gonna save that for later. I'm not not shit on it. I think it's actually pre- I think it's actually pretty pretty good. But you know, and it's I, not as bad as like you know I gotta throw it in there, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Resident Evil Netflix show. Oh God! That (laughs) Blade's cousin, butter knife. (laughs) I am Lance Riddick. I can't. That that say either don't do that. Stay to voice acting because you're really good voice actor. Do something else. (laughs) Seriously, Guardians. We must stop. We must stop uh, Kaito from taking over the Citadel. Whatever the fuck that was. It the tower. There we go. The tower, not the Citadel. Whoa. The tower. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're 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 getting sidetracked as per so, usual. It's only seven new, minutes the in. The new magic, the new magic, the gathering set, Frexia, all will be sixty nine, <sighs> right? Uh, so so we're so we're pretty much we're back. We're on Frexia, and everyone's trying to uh, you know, take down the all the Almighty Mother herself, Elish Norn, 
the mother of machines and all her glorious completed oil juices. I mean, what? I swear to God, go <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash Elish. I meant, huh? Don't do OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com. Dude, you are one thirsty motherfucker. <laughs> <clears throat> Go on, you got to finish up with this this Elish Norn. What's the big deal about this Elish Norn so, Mother of Machines card? She like I'm looking over it. I have three different versions of the card from just being incredibly lucky from pulling packs. I, it, it it seems like a good card, but it doesn't seem like a broken card. So what's the big deal? So yes, so when Elish Norn Mother of Machines was spoiled back about I would say at least a month ago, right? The magic community, you know, had a very, uh, there was a very, very, uh, how do I say, controversial reaction between when Elishnorn was spoiled. Obviously, when I saw it, because I play Magic Gathering from an objective standpoint, I play cards that are either the most powerful for the, for it's the most powerful card for the deck team I'm building. It's so like, yeah, I do have some pet cards and stuff like that, but or, or some pet decks that are kind of more meme decks, right? But overall, I play, I play Magic Gathering from an objective standpoint. The most powerful, the most synergistic, the fastest way to win. Um, what's the most efficient way to win? Hence, I play the best format, you know, CDH, Casual Competitive. Elder Dragon Highland. I'm fucking <laughs> done. <laughs> I hope any magic all, listeners there are reading right now so hard. For all the uh for all the casual players out there that cringe when people talk about CDH, right? Commander is a casual format. If you want to play competitive, go play modern. God. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna get into uh to Sheldon uh, memories about the philosophy of Commander. Which I'm not saying it's not a bad philosophy, but there are some things on that you question that I do think he's uh, not – I can't say right about, but he's not uh, – he's definitely not right about it because it comes more from an, of, a, of a subjective viewpoint. So Elish Norn, Mother Machines, for the audience that doesn't know out there, she's five mana, four colors, one white, legendary creature, Frexian Praetor. Um, for the people out there who don't know – uh, now Phyrexian is a new card type. Not new card type, but the word it's... Phyrexian was added to the card types, and some old cards text got... Um, there was like a change eroded, so some older cards got added as in um, for a Phyrexian, as in Phyrexian creature subtype. So that, that was kind of new. Even though we've had... In the story, yes, we have we'd had Frexian, but from the card type itself, the word uh, Frexian is new on there. Yeah, like for and instance, some the... older cards that didn't that are kind of quote Frexian. Yeah, like Frexian Ironfoot. Like yeah. Frexian Ironfoot, for instance, is a artifact creature construct, right? That has the name Frexian, but doesn't have the creature type Frexian. Or some yeah. early Frexians were called like horrors instead. Mm-hmm. So if you played a a card that said uh creatures um uh not Urza Saga, Urza's Incubator, which says uh all your creatures get plus plus one plus one for each creature of the same of the same type, right? Same creature type. 
So if you have a bunch of like older Frexian cards and some new Frexian cards from the new set, they would all rock. You can just look up on um, the MTG Companion app and it will say the uh, the correct wording on it. But so Alice Snorn has Visions and she's a 4-7 for 5 mana. That's pretty good. <laughs> she She's pretty thick. You know what I'm saying, Mike? She's pretty thick. She's got 7 toughness. Go on. Go I'm on. not thirsty, right? Anyway. <clears throat> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag mommy issues. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so she has two keyword abilities. Um, so in a nutshell, her first ability is is pan panmomicon, or the correct term, panharmonicon. Panharmonicon is a four mana artifact. Wait, <clears throat> Sorry, I need to interrupt you. Repeat that first part you said. Pan what a con? Pan harmonicon. No, 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 no. The first time. I don't know what you're talking about. No, say it again, please. <laughs> pan pan harmonicon. Jesus, son of a bitch. It's Go ahead. Meme community, Mike. MTG memes. All right. I swear, you, the meme, the MTG meme community is like on point. I'm not gonna lie. I can't, I can't fault them on that. They're fucking yeah. fantastic. Go on, go ahead. Keep explaining. Panharmonicon. Yeah. So Panharmonicon is a four mana artifact from Kaladesh that says if a artifact or creature, um, entering the battle causes a triggered ability of a permanent of a artifact creature you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time, but Elish Norn. What's different between Elish Norn and Panharmonicon is um, Elish Norn says if a permanent enters a battlefield, while Panharmonicon is a artifact or a creature. So now, so now this also triggers for lands, for land for lands coming in, especially landfall. It works for um, enchantments. So it's pretty much it added. Lands and enchantments because you already could do artifacts and creatures. So it added two more. So pretty much, friends, if you played uh, a Wall of Omens, for an example. So mm -hmm. it's a two mana zero for a wall that says when Wall won't enter the battlefield, draw a card. You have Elishnor in the battlefield. You play Wall of Omens. Wall of Omens enters the battlefield, triggers. Elishnor triggers. So you Wall of Omens ability triggers twice, so you would draw two cards instead of one, right? Elish Norn's second ability. About time, White got some draw power. Oh, it, we've had it, but like White, this is an old <laughs> card, but yeah, the stipulation for White has gone up. Just pretty much, Elish Norn kind of set the bar of like, all right, now people are saying, all right, White got too much, now we're done. We're, we've complained too much. So for the people that complained about white not getting enough good cards or cards or anything, whereas it's like, here you go, shut up now. <laughs> stop. Well, yet the fans still white. don't stop complaining. <laughs> yep. Um. Her so her second ability, it says permanents entering the battlefield don't cause abilities of permanents your opponents control to trigger. So Elish Norn has her second ability basically says. If, say, you played an Elvish uh, Visionary, which says Elvish Vision is another two-mana elf that says ETB, draw a card, and I had Elish Norn, your end to the battlefield abilities will not trigger. That's for permanence. So another card that has that same ability, right, was actually printed in 
was printed in the old set, new Phyrexia, right, is a Torpor Orb, which has this, which has pretty much this the same, uh, which has almost the same effect. While while Torpor Orb from New Phyrexia is a two mana artifact that says creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. Elish Norn says permanent entering the battlefield. So Elish Norn uh, essentially has two abilities of Panharmonicon and Torpor Horb. But instead of creatures or artifacts, Elish Norn says permanence. So, like that, Elish Norn just elevated those two abilities. So I don't, I don't know if you know, Mike, you probably know, but what was one of the cool things about what the Praetors have done is from the old Praetors and the new Praetors we have, is the Praetors always had had an up abil had an upside ability, right? That gave you an addition, like kind of like uh, something additional. <clears throat> and their second ability was always a negative for your opponents, right? So the older Elish Norn says creatures you control get plus two plus two, creatures your opponents control get minus two minus two. So every Praetor had always. A net positive for you, and then the second bill is a net negative for you. So when she was spoiled, it caused a lot of controversy because obviously a lot of the magic gathering community these days now they complain about power level of cards, cards being busted, cards not being powerful enough. But the thing is when we get a set of weak cards. It doesn't perform well financially. Wizards, you know, they really don't care what the community says about a powerful card because if they make a card and it has a powerful effect, they know it's going to attract attention. It's going to be more growth for them financially. Yeah, people are going to crack packs in hopes of getting it, or people are who you know, or people are going to go to the shop and maybe get through secondhand market or trades. You know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's funny because. People are complaining, uh, the MCG community, at least we'll say have at least half of them, are complaining about Elish Norn's ability. Not real, not either they forgot or didn't realize that we have a card that came out three years ago, right? That does uh, what Elish Norn already does, right? Which so is? It was, it was from Corset 2020. The year of the uh the year of the pandemic, right? Right. So it's called Yorak the Desecrated. It's a five mana soul tie creature. Two colors black, green, blue. It's a three five with death touch lifelink that says literally says what Elishnorn's first ability says. If a permanent entering the battlefield. <clears throat> We've had this already. This was three years ago. Mind you, in the colors of Soul Tie. Black, green, blue, which are objectively a stronger color than a single color, especially of mono white. The more colors your deck is, the objectively your deck is going to be stronger and better. Yeah, because you have more very or a single color deck. You have a variety of cards at your disposal. For instance, like if you're running a black deck against a black blue deck, the Demir deck, which is black blue, by the way, folks who, who don't know the the color naming schematic or nomenclature. Um, is going to be stronger because you have counter and control spells that aren't available to you via only black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A a deck, when you're adding colors, will objectively, obviously, be 
be a lot stronger. Now, what Elish Norn's ability already does is, so she pretty much, uh, she adds power to a theme deck of what we already have in Magic Island or Sentry Commander, which is Enter the Battlefield effects or ETBs deck. They're very, uh, they're very simple decks. They're a lot of val. They're ve- they're very much a lot of value decks, value train decks. They just give you a ton of value. Everything gets so much advantage. So you eventually will you will take over the game in the long run. And we've had this deck before, all the way back from when Commander first started. So it was uh, Commander uh, twenty thirteen. Right, where we essentially got our first kind of quote, uh, first tricolor commander that works with Enter the Battlefield effect. Again, who was that? Ten years ago, by the way. Who? What? What, what deck was that? Or what decks uh, were those? It was Commander Thirteen, the Bant deck. The okay. Deep out there, it is green, white, blue. It is Rune of the Hidden Realm. So he's a. Uh, five mana four four rhino that says two colors tap him, exile another creature exile tar- another target creature you control, return that to the battlefield under its under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end set. So essentially, you pay two tap him, you bounce one of your ETB creatures end step, get another trigger of that ETB's trigger. Wait, you said twenty thirteen? Yes, a twenty thirteen commander deck. Yeah, he w- he first came out in twenty thirteen. Okay. Yeah, you. he came out. Yeah, he came out in Commander twenty thirteen, Rune Rune of the Hidden Realm. That was that, that was one of my first quote precons that I bought. When we had precons before, but that was my first precon. Was the Bant precon? It was is basically Bant Flicker, Bant Flicker ETB's value train. So I mean, we've had decks like these before. Uh, another. I'm doing comparisons of ETB bat into the battlefield creatures to explain to the audience that Elish Norn is nowhere near ban worthy as Sheldon Memory of the uh, Commander RC wants to try to dictate. In his Star City Games article that got not just review bombed, but it got so much negative uh, feedback from it when he posted this article back in December 22nd last year. So this was a, a while ago. This is almost two months ago when he posted this article. And he actually had to, he edited his article. It's probably 95%, 95% the same as the first one. But he edited a few things because of community uh, backlash he got from what he said. Well, so you can always go to like, I think it was an archive machine or something is, is a website people go to. So if you type in like the original, you type in the link of the article. You copy and paste that into that archive website. It'll actually bring up the amount of times the article was changed, and you can actually go back to the original mm. article and read the original article. That's good to know. Yes. Very good, Mike, for the audience. Yeah, I'm gonna have to actually look at that because I remember I did send I send you the link the first time this article. Way back machine, way back machine. It's called Way Back Machine Internet Archive. There you go. Mm. And if you want to, uh, uh, listeners as well as JB, archive.org is the way you find it. Very good. So, for the community complaining about Elish Norn, we have cart we've had com- legendary creatures that already have enter the battlefield abilities, uh Bant Flicker, Azorius Flicker has been a thing. 
for the audience out there does know should know azorius is blue white we've had a commander that another blue white commander flicker that's technically better than elish norn it's brago king eternal he first came out in conspiracy he's a 2-4 that says when he deals combat damage to a player you can exile any number of target non-land permanents you control then you return them back to the battlefield under your control they uh they reprinted that card if i'm not mistaken as like a, a mythic in commander legends right if i'm not mistaken uh no he 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 was reprinted in eternal masters as a rare and then okay. he was reprinted again in uh commander commander deck keldheim oh, okay there we go yeah so we've had brago king turno again azorius blue white another another legendary another uh etb flicker deck that's that's objectively just still better than elishorn because you're in blue now if you're running brago yeah you put elishorn in there duh it's just good she's just that good yeah to not put in the deck that's brago's what happened well i was gonna say that's like putting vorniclex monstrous raider into like an atraxa deck yeah. Because he's going to get you double the counters, and he's going to reduce any counters. Well, not that it's a big deal for your opponent, depending on what deck they play. But, yeah, yeah you get double the counters. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what the Praetors do. The Praetors yeah. have... Oh, the Praetors kind of think that their thing was always a net positive for you and a net negative for your opponents. They always remember, have two static abilities. Remember OG Jin Kataxis? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. At the beginning of your end step, you draw seven cards. At the <laughs> your yeah. opponent can't have a car can't have a hand size, basically. Yeah, that your opponent <laughs> would never have a hand ever again with that card in the field. Yep, the Praetors have had, um, yeah, they just have that many good effects. Yeah. So, like this card, Brago says you can exile any number of target non-land permanents you control, return to the battlefield. So before you enter combat and deal damage with Brago, right? That even works for your mana artifacts, like Soul Ring, Arcane Signet, right? You tap them for mana, or you tap them for mana to do something else. You dealt combat damage to Brago. You exile. You essentially exile any all your non-land permanents that have an ETB, even your mana rocks, main phase 2. Boom, all call back. You literally reset. Now you can use your mana rocks again. You get into the battlefield triggered abilities again. And this is Azorius. This is blue-white. Brago's been known to um he's a part of an infinite combo in the command as a commander. All right, so he's another one. Uh does that have, also work with mana vault at all or no? Yeah, mana vault. Oh, okay. A any any mana artifact that produces mana. Jeez, yeah. that, that that's crazy. Yeah, Brago, yeah, you said the deal common damage with Brago and you says exile any number of target non land permanents. Any number. It, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, I'm writing to Sheldon right now. Why uh, Brago needs to be banned? Hold on. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly of Brago, King Eternal. Yeah. This card originally printed in blah blah blah. So, um, we <laughs> got we safe. had another uh another ETB uh legendary command that came out in Jumpstart. In the first show, I'm sorry, back in 2020, so only about two years ago. I missed out on that set. What was what was um, that the card? The card was uh, Emil the Blessed. It's a four mana four four unicorn. So the creature it looks mono white, but technically 
It is a mono white creature, but if you build it as a commander, it is a Selesnia deck because Emil the Bless has a key has her uh the uh the unicorn second ability is tap a forester plane. Tap yep, tap forest plane. Yeah. So technically it is a Selesnia commander. That's cool. I wish they would do more of that. Do they, have they been doing that in Magic Commander at all, or I haven't been paying attention to that? Um, so like the hi, so it's about hybrid, like like you know you have a card that's um like a mono color on the surface, like a meal, the blessed, but it's like secondary ability, like for tapping land is like you can tap like blue or you could tap black. Yeah, some of the new planeswalkers have hype. Well, some of the new planeswalkers that came out, the ones that got completed. I know you hate it. It's just funny. <laughs> He's like, I hate the show. <laughs> I swear. It's just, I feel um, like Ragnar Lothbrok being about to throw into a pit of vipers. Yeah. So the new Ajani, right? He, uh, his hype, his, um, one of his mana costs in his, uh, in his, uh, card has a hybrid mana cost. So they've, they kind of done like, that's just random things they kind of do. Okay. Um. So Emil the Bless says you pay three to exile another target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Uh. Yes, you're paying three, so that is a little bit weaker than Brago because Brago only needs to attack to deal calm damage, and Brago just balance anything. But with Emil, you're in Selesnya. You can. There's. I've had the deck before. You can make infinite mana. And you can just essentially bounce all your ETB creatures for like value and go infinite and do a bunch of things, infinite crater hoofs effects. Because that's what matters, and, you know. You have to put the card in there. It's only because it, it can only give you val- value, according to Josh Lee Kwai. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is the value. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Amir the Bus is another ETB flicker deck. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mind you, these cards I named between Yorak. Rune, right? Brago, Emil, they're all two, three color commanders that are objectively, uh, it depends how the way you built the deck. If you built the jet, if you built your deck the most optimized, right? The most powerful, yes, technically, these commanders can be. Or I will argue contention. I, th- I think Elish Norn is better than Emil, even though you don't have white. Is because of Elsnorn's Elishnorn's second ability. Because El- if you were to like do one v one game, Elishnorn versus like any of the other legendary, like if you were to like time to do a competition, who's a better ETB, um, ETB uh, flicker deck? Elishnorn versus any of the ones I just named, right? Between Brago, Yorak, Rune. Emil Rune, right? Those decks would. Those decks would have a hard time battling because Elishnorn's second ability essentially shuts those decks off. Unless you get rid of Elishnorn yourself. Yeah, you have to get rid of Elishnorn. But my if and all those decks have white, so like swords, plowshare, path to exile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like path to know, exile, draw power. No. <laughs> so it's like there's things, especially if you're in, uh, if you're in, if you're in Bant, you have blue. You just counter Elishnorn if. You're in Soul Tide. You have black. You can just tutor up for a black kill spell, black war ripe, like a good old damnation, uh, mutilate, something like that, right? 
So there is contention that I do believe Elish Norn is better in some ways in those certain decks, right? Because of her second ability, since she shuts don't shuts down those decks, right? But you know, you play have one v one and see how and see how it is. But she's not insurmountable. Yeah, so she's not she's not for all the community she's not ban worthy at all. Because I can I can literally name cards for you right now that if you want to technically quote unquote what the community wants to be banned, which they've been touting for at least in the last three years, was a card that Sheldon actually mentioned in his article, which does shut down the card. But unfortunately, the card's only two mana. It is uh, it is the infamous card, Dockside Extortionist. Mm, pirate monkey. Pi- Goblin pirate. I thought it was a pirate monkey. No, that's Ragavan. Oh, I'm thinking of Ragavan. My bad. Oh, I they're, got my. Hey, favorite. they're all ch- they're all chilling on the. They're all you know. Yeah, chilling in the you're boat. not wrong. You're not wrong. My bad. I take that back. Yeah, Dockside Extortionist, Goblin pirate. Go on. Yep. Dockside says ETB create X treasures. Rex is the number of artifacts and enchantments your opponents control. This is all artifacts and enchantments that all your opponents control. Yes, Dockside is essentially the best red card. Like, the best. So, so um, Elish Norn does shut that down. In CDH, Dockside, number one. Like, was probably, is in the top five best, best and most powerful CDH card. Um, Elish Norn also shuts down CDH, uh, the bat, the best and the most fastest win con, the uh, Thas, the uh, Thassa Oracle. Oracle Demonic Consultation Tainted Pack line, the the professor's favorite card, probably or not favorite, but uh, tribe. Oh, uh, mirror folks, yes, he yeah, loves his, he do loves his mirror folks. Yep, you know. Doesn't like winning apparently. I only say it as a stab because anytime I see someone that doesn't that doesn't play a card because they think it's too powerful and I my automatic response is you just don't like to play good cards. That's that right. sounds kind of dickish, but it's kind of truth. <laughs> it's his choice to do that, but it's also I think personally just a dumb choice. Like yeah, I understand not caring about winning, but purposely gimping yourself because like oh that's just too powerful. That no, I'm yeah, not gonna are do you that. trying to be like one of those? Are you trying to be like kind of like a, you know, kind of like the hipster that, that doesn't like, you know, I don't want a phone. I don't want the new phone. I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I'm going to be my own cool thing, you know? Yeah, no. The, don't, don't waste time doing it. It's not worth it. He's like he's like Mr. Miyagi if Mr. Miyagi was shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Elish Norn, she's just down Dasa Oracle. Dasa Oracle says, enter Battlefield. I win the game if you can't stop me. Well, not exactly word for word. Uh, the bill is a keyword, but for the community, <laughs> you sure? You sure that's not what it says? Hold on, let me pull up the card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it really should say that. <laughs> uh, yep, I have it right here. Oh, I have it right here. Thassa's Oracle costs two blue creature, Merfolk Wizard. When Thassa's Oracle enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number, uh, is, no, oh, wow. Where X is your dove, uh, devo, wow, devotion, devotion to blue. I can't speak tonight, apparently. Put up to one of them on your live on the top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is greater than <clears throat> or equal 
to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. And so essentially, if you don't have a library and you play Dockside, you win. So how do you have no library? How do you exile your whole library? Easy. You you just cast Demonic Consultation. You're playing. So you're in Demir. You're in blue black. Demonic Consultation says name a name a card. You you flip the top of your deck. You exile the top of the deck until you until you put that name card that you named into your hand. So you're in Demir deck. You cast Thalas Oracle. E to be trigger on the stack. Cast Demonic Consultation. Name Forest. You're in Demir. There's not a forest in your deck. Yeah. You're gonna exile your whole deck. Demonic Constellation effects goes off. There's no targets. Uh, Thassa's Oracle's ETB trigger resolves. You have no library. You win the game. So it's, it's three mana to do. Two blue, one black. That's it. It's the fastest and the best win con in uh, CDH. So hold on. I'm gonna go make this deck right now. Pardon me. <laughs> it could literally put in, in any Demir X deck. Yeah. You can just, it's a, mind you, now to play, now the other card it works with too is Tainted Pack. Tainted Pack is kind of the same way, but Tainted Pack is a little bit different because if you have this, if you have too many of the basic lands of the same name, Tainted Pack won't work. Okay, you but it's, have. it isn't more of a, I mean, it's, I don't know if this is the right word for it, but is it more of a budget option? I don't know the pricing of those two cards. No, it's not more of a budget. Tainted Pack costs less money. Oh, okay. Than but um, mo- in CDH, you're going to have one of every land, including basic lands. Right. Because your deck is very optimized. And that Taint Pack is a two mana. So it's two mana instead of one. One colors, one black, instant. Exile, top card, your library. You may put that card into your hand unless it has the same name as another card. Exile this way. Repeat this process until you put a card into your hand. Or you exile two cards with the same name, whichever comes first. So you don't want to have like you don't you don't want to have too many base you don't want to have more than one basic land of each type in your deck when casting Tainted Pack. So you want like one island, one swamp. You're like, how do I do that? I need islands and swamp. There's a ton of dual lands and fixtures of dual lands. Also triomes too. Or um, um if right. you're playing three colors, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're playing three colors. Yeah. Um, triomes. Uh, you have also, if you're playing Demir, you have the variety of different dual lands that aren't technically basic lands. Mm-hmm. Those work. Uh, for people that slow don't lands, know, huh? Slow lands as well. You know. Yep. Any of those lands. For the community that doesn't know, snow lands do count. So if you have a basic island, you have a snow island and a regular island. Right, that does not count. That's technically considered two different lands for Tainted Pack. That's good to know. Yes. Uh, same thing for the artifact lands that came out in original Mirrodin. That the artifact lands that uh, they just tap for the one color that it is. Those work too. So yes, you can make you can make a deck. With only just having essentially four basics in the deck, if you if you include slow lands, I mean snow lands for team to pack combos. <laughs> Got you saying it. Mm-hmm. So, so is that my, pretty? Mo- it just yeah, seems. 
I'll say my overall about it because I've had my I've had my grief with with Sheldon on his articles because he comes off from very sane magic about his his viewpoints on magic is very subjective. Right? And if anything, I think so a lot of a lot of people in the community say Elish Norn is a net. Actually, I wanted to ask you this question. Okay, go ahead. The concept of cards being a net positive and a net negative for a format, my commander. That so that's interesting. So if we're talking about net positive for a format, that means it brings something to the format and it helps the format. Net negative. How is something taking away from the format? It's easy to measure when something adds to the format because what it does is you know you can measure it in ways of. Uh, revitalizing certain decks or cards that probably fell to the wayside, maybe uh, help remove cards that are banned because it breaks those types of um, metas. Like, uh, what was that, that that Traveler artifact card that got banned a while ago? Traveler artifact. Uh... It's an artifact creature. It's, um, it's, I think it was tied to like the five color. It's been a while since I, I never even played the card, so I don't remember the name of it. But it got banned, you know, how do you measure if something is a net negative? Like, how is it taking away? You know, is it, you know, like, that's what I want to know. That That's my question. Like, how does something, a card, take away from a format? We'll take, use Commander the, the, in this case, JB. The thing is, it card that, that concept idea of something being a net positive and a net negative format is subjective. That's the problem because... Every time I mention about CDH, everyone's like, oh, so you don't like having fun or you're playing competitive. And I'm like, you know, fun is subjective. Right. And I, and I tell people when they say that, I usually say a snarky comment back. I'm like, I say, sorry that you don't like to play good cards. <laughs> I'm sorry you don't like to play powerful cards. I'm sorry you like to play three, four hour games. And I like to play less than an hour games. So I don't have time to sit four hours to be at a table for you to dirtle to just win the fucking game. So Golos Tireless Pilgrim. That's the card I was thinking of. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You said Traveler card. I had no idea I, what you I, said. I thought Pilgrim. Pilgrim is a, you know, a pilgrim oh, is someone okay. who's on a journey, Traveler. Yeah. So I'm like. If you said that, Pilgrim, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's Golos. That's, see, that's the thing. I It was originally Pilgrim in my brain, but I thought tra- my brain just triggered to the synonym, which is, would be like a Traveler. So, And I remember he was like a, a functioned with the five colors. Because of Golos his, uh, was banned for quote being generically too good and apparently to again according to the RC and just an overall. So he lost to a Golos, gotcha. Uh, that's kind of like the meme. Anytime Sheldon loses to a card, he automatically wants to try to ban it. <laughs> so like anytime he makes an article, he always stirs up the community because the last couple articles he's written about, right? Um. He's mentioned Dockside the last three or four articles he's he's come out and made, which has me kind of worried that eventually Dockside Extortionist, a card that came out, by the way, in Commander uh, 2018 uh, or 19. Get you to a card right now. Commander 2019 that came mm-hmm. out. Now, at that time, it really didn't... You didn't think it'd see that much play. But it started seeing play a, a year later a lot more than it has been. And now it's essentially the best mono-red card That's out fantastic. there. Like if you're playing red, there's no reason for you to not play Dockside. 
I mean, that's a that sounds like a net positive for the commander format. Yeah, it's a net positive. <laughs> it, it's a net positive for mono red decks because yeah, red on the same and this, on the same idea of white, right? I think before at least commander, it used to be soul tie used to be the strongest color, the strongest colors combination because boros or mono red or mono white was always deemed the weakest. The least amount of card draw, the least amount of tutors, right? And it's obviously it's not flip flop, but they just we've gotten a lot of more powerful red and white cards over the years where they can now actually be, they can compete with the other colors, green, black, and blue. Yeah, because I remember the <clears throat> the stereotypical response was, "Oh, if you're a red player, you better sure you beat them quicker than later because you're going to burn out pretty quick." You know, yeah, because red that decks was the pretty excuse. tend to burn. They're fast. Yeah. They can win the game fast, but. Yeah. If they don't, you know, you lose in the late game. So this is what Sheldon uh, at least said in his current article. I'm going to read you what he said because it's about that whole concept idea of somebody being a net negative and a net positive. Okay, go ahead. What did he say? He says, in quote, as, as we on the rules committee have repeated with some frequency, we believe cards being generically good is a net negative format. While it can allow deck builders, as I mentioned above, to explore multiple different type of types of 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 um strategic or or thematic lines, the flip side to being generically good means and introduce the same the sameness to many of our games. The mechanical upside of being generically good is efficiency. That costs that costs it that costs us in other ways. Once you get to the point of if you're playing white, there's no reason to avoid playing Elishnor and Mother Machines or insert card name. We reduce our effective deck size by one more card. When 20 or more cards have been decided before we actually start building a deck, quote, staple cards for the people that don't know, we had it, we, we've headed in a, in a dangerous direction. I'm laughing because what? So we sacrificed. Creativity. I'll just read you one last sentence. Yeah, fin- finish it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop onto this. Yeah. This guy's fucking bonkers. Go on. We sacrifice creativity on the altar of efficiency. That's good in formats with pri- which privilege the me- the mechanical. It's a it's a contrarian position in commander. Okay, so this contrary is completely... position in commander. Sorry. No, you were right. You said you said it right. A contrarian. You said it right. Oh, okay. No, I yeah. said it wrong. No, no, you're good. You're golden. Um. This sounds like a completely asshat backwards type of response that he wasn't thinking about the humanity of the players. Not every player is looking to be a min-maxer. There are some players who just like to play a certain type of deck. Like, I like, let's see, what's a good example? What's a, uh, I can't really think of, most of my decks are, like, okay. Um, like, oh, oh so well, remember that, um, that Simic deck? I, no, was it Simic? Yeah, I think it was a Simic deck I was working on uh, a while back. That was just basically a bunch of giant commander deck, like a bunch of Krakens and Leviathans and heavy beat sticks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, uh... deck, that deck, it had a win It had a win con, don't get me wrong, but to pull off that win con, you had to make sure you survived. And to pull it off, right, your opponents would automatically know, I know what the fuck you're doing, dude, right? So automatically they would, that would paint a target on you. But just because that deck isn't objectively like, you know, a, a competitive deck you know, up to the standards like you're saying for yourself that you like to do, I still want to play that deck because I just yeah. like playing decks occasionally that are just, you know, silly, you know, beat stick decks, you know? 
as as for a disclaimer for other people out there, for people I personal that play that play Magic with, I don't condone other people for playing any other decks or play styles they want to play. I always tell people my main my number one rule in Magic: play what you love. Seriously, play what you love. You mean condemn? If you're gonna you play against condemn. me. I would tell you from the beginning, I'm a mid master. I mid mid a mid maxer. I play the most objective, the most powerful version of of a deck or of of the commander of what the deck can do. I like that's my place. So I like playing good cards. I like playing powerful cards. I like playing stacks. That's me. But I'm not going to judge the people that don't want to play that. Right? That that's fine. Right? It's like you do me, and I, you know, you do you, bro, and I'm gonna do my stuff too. You know? Yeah. And if you consent to play, because like no one's forcing you to play a game against someone. Exactly. If you consent to play a game, you are accepting. Like, okay, what deck are you running? JB, you're running Elish, Mommy, Norn, CDH level. Like you, this deck is designed to win, right? Designed to win fast, and not this, that deck. It doesn't and then, win fast. And then person B deck. is like, oh, I just have, you know, we'll say my beat stick deck, right? Then my my Simic beat stick beat stick deck, right? Okay, your deck is can trounce over my deck like any day of the week especially if you get elish norn on the field is there a chance i could win a slim one but i accept like if i accept a game against you or the person using that deck accepts a game against you they have consented to play a game against you well knowing you know knowing well that they could very well lose to you because your deck is tuned Mm -hmm. you know and by the way uh it's not that you condone you don't condemn so you said you don't condone which is the opposite you do condone but you oh condemn. yes yes yeah yeah no you're no yeah that was that was my uh no, i just uh, want to make sure because like someone who's listening someone yeah someone listening is gonna be like oh he he says he doesn't condone people using whatever dicks they want oh we got him you know right just yeah. insert take out what i said and make it the whole video right and not, exactly and i watch the whole video that's like the yeah. andrew tate haters out there <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, how is, is is any updates on that? Still, still in prison. Still in Romanian prison. Still in there for probably. I thought that close. I thought to that six had months. will be there soon. I thought that was, I thought they had like a thirty day thing only. No updated. You had to watch the just pillar things, but they haven't updated rule. While they're legally looking for something to frame you, they, they updated can it. Hold you in jail for like up to six months. That's fucking retarded. That Fuck is their there. Romanian justice system. So don't go to Romania if you want. If you plan on. Well, I mean, you go if you want to go and visit, but she plan to do shady shit. You probably shouldn't go. Just tell them you're not there to see Andrew Tate. That's it. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, you're not. You're good. <laughs> you're fine. Exactly. You're fine. Oh man. Oh, that's fucking stupid. That's really retarded. So let me see. So when this card came out, and this is a mm-hmm. one of the gripe things I had, even though yes, Sheldon and amongst the other people part of the RC. That kind of dictate the for the commander format as a whole. So a bunch right? of magic he, oligarchs. Okay. The, yeah. Mind you, Josh Lee Quiet is on there, but he um at least uh, he didn't come public say anything about. He he publicly said uh, in a vid- in a in a thing that Alex Norn is not band worthy. He doesn't think the card's band worthy. So it's just a few people, but obviously Sheldon being the face of it, you know, people are just oh, going so to he- assume. He probably also lost to Elish Norn, so yeah, he probably lost and just made a whole big boohoo about it. Um, so you were that that was so. What I wanted to kind of play more into 
was cards being a so he wrote to he emailed wizards of the coast right and he said this quote when he said in this in his uh, article as soon as i saw this card i sent off an email saying please never print this card shortly thereafter i found out i wasn't the only one of the four of us this so before olivia and jim joined who had who have done that we of course then talked about talked about it together as well as we reiterated our point during the joint feedback this is not a healthy card for commander this card does not look like it's going to offer play positive experience it's dangerously designed and then pushed mana wise because god forbid what? should so god How forbid is, mike that god card is a gun watch out duck God forbid, should someone in the fucking magic community come up with a strategy to defeat this card, which you listed like four or five cards that potentially like are, are objectively better than the card, right? And also you mentioned a strategy in which to beat the card as well. So it's not impossible. Like these people need to fucking stop sticking their heads up their own asses and smell their own fucking farts for once. And realize that, you know, let let them print the cards they want. Let the community come up with the strategies. Because when you try to, human from a human standpoint, engineer everything, right, you remove the, the naturalness of, or the, the naturalness, that's not even a word, but the natural aspects of the card game. Mm-hmm. Let the and, people decide how to do it. The pro- I think, uh, I think. The community needs to be more proactive, when especially when it comes to Commander. You need to run more interaction, more cards in your deck that interact with your opponent's things. Instead of complaining every time a new Commander legendary creature comes out that's, oh my god, it's busted and powerful, and you're going to go cry to the RC about it. Please ban this. Please ban this. Be proactive. Elish Norn does doesn't have hexproof or indestructible. A fucking card like murder, murder, which is this, this is three mana, two black, one colorless. It says destroy target creature. There are literally cards that say destroy target creature. They, the community needs to be more proactive about how to deal with, be more proactive and have better threat assessment when when it comes to uh, interacting with your opponents. Because for some reason, that's kind of like the whole meme thing now. The way is the commander seen as oh, it's just a group of us, and we're gonna, um, and 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 we're here, to, and we're here to just dilly dally around and play these fun cards and these fun card and these fun bonker meme cards, and we're not going to interact our opponents ever again. No, yes, yeah, you that, play that's... a powerful card. I'm going to either counter it, destroy it, whatever. That's <clears> it. So I can try to win the game. I yeah, have, like a, winning doesn't mean that you don't have fun. That's that's subjective. Like one of the decks that I'm running, it's 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 not a bad deck. It's one that I'm working on right now. It's a that Javala deck, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's like a pure exile deck. Like it makes me like you know I sacrifice I exile some cards, but I make my ex- opponent exile like two to three times yeah. as many cards as you I exile. Cast cards from exile. That's a very, yeah. It's a very it's a very Rakdos thing. But yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's that's a good deck. I think it's a very good deck, honestly. Oh okay, I I I didn't know because I was just, my main thing is just I I always love the exile in, or remove from play. It's in Grixis, so you can run Doracle combo. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I just add, I just updated my list. <laughs> yeah, 
because I, I, you know, what I do is I, I look at the commander and then I look at what the commander is supposed to do and what the theme is that I want to do. And my strategy is literally piss off my opponent by removing every card. Like, oh, you wanted to play that card that's in your deck. Oh, whoops, it's been exiled already because I played this card like Mnemonic Deluge, which makes you fucking get rid of like the f- top bajillion cards in your deck. Mm-hmm. No, this, but we need to ban it because it's too powerful. Yeah, we need a man that's too powerful. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. How how do you dictate that a card or somebody playing is going to... Well, how is... Well, okay, your person can because if a person has a shit personality, I don't care if your deck sucks or it's weak. If you have a shit personality and you're kind of just rude, I, I just generally won't play Commander with you. Right? So yeah, a person can have a, a, a really a negative personality. That, that can affect because... Magic Gathering is a social game, so you kind of need to really have good social cues. So what you're saying is good interacting with people in person. You don't want to play against me with my Javala deck, then? No, you. No, I like your. I like who you are. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> so, so here's what it says: the interesting sentence, Mike it says, "This card does not look like it's going to offer positive play experience." That's so stupid. That is absolutely so dumb. So I, I just technically right. There's like no any faith counter spell. Off isn't any counter spell a net negative, right? Because it counters your opponent's cards. Oh my god, that's terrible. Any card that says destroy a creature or uh, destroy anything on the field, that's a net negative, right? So what that that sentence is basically touting me saying anytime I interact with my opponent, it's a net negative. So then we should eliminate any card that says destroy anything on your opponents. We should eliminate. Yeah, so we should eliminate murder, lightning bolt, uh, land force of negation, all counter spells gone. Yep, no more counter spells gone. Yep. So eliminate blue entirely, right? <laughs> blue is gone. <laughs> blue, blue, blue is gone. Oh, land destruction. Up, oh, take red. Red gone. And and some wasn't there a white card that did land destruction too? Or am I thinking of it? Yeah, Armageddon, right? Or Armag- Ar- Armageddon, Ravages of War, and Cataclysmic. Up. Oh, yeah. Yep. Destroy. Get it out of here. Yep. <laughs> Got to get rid of that. Oh, but what about life gain? Because life gain can be manipulated, can it? I I like I miss the old rule of life gain where you used to be on the stack. <laughs> Not a stack. It used it, it used to kind of uh, it used to be on the stack where you can. Then they changed it, but that was like more than fifteen years ago. So that's great. That's absolutely uh, fantastic. <laughs> let's see. Uh green. Uh green gets all the best cards. We can't. We can't allow. I guess too many good cards a year. Gone. Banned. Too right. much so, ramp. Too much. Too much pump. Yeah. Too much ramp. Too much card draw. Out of here. So essentially, what we should all play color decks. Oh no! no. You can't. The Eldrazi's no. are too big. Yeah. Eldrazi's. They have annihilator four, which says <laughs> uh, the original Emrakul has annihilator six. Oh, but as soon as I attack, I have to sacrifice six permanents. Destroy six permanents. No, no, can't play that. So you can't play magic at all. Yeah, stop exactly. Com- stop complaining. Interact with your opponents. Be proactive in your games. Elishorn is not ban worthy at all because she does shut down the two most prominent and broken cards, especially in competitive commander, right? Which is Dockside Extortionist and Thassa's Oracle. Mind you, she is five mana, while Dockside and Thassa's Oracle are two mana. Mm-hmm. So. In order, to, in order to alleviate to you to get that out, you're going to want to run some artifacts that are going to 
ramp you up, especially the Zerman artifacts, your Mana Crypt, Chrome Mox, you know, if you got money, Mox Diamond, you know, stuff like that. You want to kind of ramp yourself up or Jeweled Lotus. Oh, uh, you know, you can, any deck that's running uh, Monocolor Commander should have Jeweled Lotus. Granted, I know it's an expensive card. It's about $100, right? I got lucky. I pulled a foil one from a pack that I bought over at a local LGS for me. It's called Undiscovered Realms. Just bought a, like a handful. when I was just getting back into like magic and about to play Commander. And I was, you know, just started making a Turgrid deck, right? Lord of Salt um, or God of Salt or Goddess of Salt. Chain, chains of Mommy Stothelia. <laughs> Mephistopheles. But yeah, I pulled a uh, Jeweled Lotus. I was like, hey, I got the Black Lotus of fucking Commander cards. That that's essentially what it is. Yeah, that was another card that, uh, funny enough. So I guess the command zone, you know, they because they play test cards. They also know about cards coming out about two years in advance, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they they touted, they actually said which I kind I disagree because I also just like doing powerful things. If you listen to our uh, podcast, uh, not podcast. If you listen to our adventure, uh, Eternal Champions, right? When I do a lot of combat, I like to do broken shit. So it kind of mirrors it mirrors my personality when I play magic. I like to do busted things, right? You don't say. <laughs> so you're telling me you're telling me dual wielding great swords and great axes and smalls and such is nah. Is, that's and... that that's casual, Mike. That just you know. <laughs> I define that as casual because I have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it's just you know and they said jeweled lotus is a card that they actually said they they don't they don't want in their opinions they said you shouldn't design it but wizard of the coast which i'm glad that they did design it because commander legends was a first was a booster box that they're eventually sent around the commander format what what do commander players want well we can't play black lotus because it is banned in the format so we should give them the Black Lotus of Commander, Jeweled Lotus. Jeweled Lotus is a very great and powerful card. If you're playing monocolor or even a two-color commander, you should be running Jeweled Lotus in your deck. Yeah. Especially if you're playing like me, Elish Norn. Because Elish Norn is five mana. So if I want to be able to stop Dockside and Dasa's Oracle decks, I need to have fast mana in the deck. Zero mana artifacts. Even one mana artifacts like Soul Ring and Manivolt that give me more colorless mana to uh, to compete. Now, does is Elder Snoring objectively powerful than red, blue, and black decks? No, it's not. Do Dockside and Dasa are two mana. Elder Snoring is five. Do the math. It's just not going to happen unless you're lucky enough to draw and you have jeweled lotus in your hand you got a land you got some soul ring man of gemstone mine or something uh if you're not going first it's gemstone caverns there we go that's what it was yeah you can play that land if you're not going first so you know that's kind of that's how how cdh is but uh overall that's pretty much my contention when it came to the commander community about when it came to them complaining about Elish Norn and, uh, and about it being a card of, quote, being something net negative and an 
being a net negative for the format. Because with that concept of philosophy, right, any interaction is a net negative. So I'll read you this one last thing, Mike, so we can move on to our other topics tonight. Uh, we're actually pushing it onto the hour mark. We might actually have to end the episode on just talking about magic tonight, and then we'll hop into their topics tomorrow, hopefully. Well, shit, I didn't realize the time. <laughs> yeah, dude, we've been talking about magic for the past, like, 45 minutes. But go on, go ahead. Okay. But, hey, that just means more daily nights for our audience. So. Yes, and, you know, everyone who's interested in magic can – Figure out what Daddy Sins himself, you know, thinks about. Daddy, you know, I, I, I'm, I take that back. I'm not calling you that. Um, sins. Yes, Mike. Uh, what's up? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, chill. What? It's like, what the fuck is that? I love that video. <laughs> like, Daddy, chill. What, what the hell is even that? That. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dude look like Prince's obese cousin. <laughs> At okay. that point, I even know what to call that person. <laughs> Go uh, on. What were you going to say? <laughs> I wanted to you to read us uh, just a, a quick paragraph from the Commander's RC uh, page on the philosophy of Commander. Then send you me tell the link. me what you think. Yeah, I, I, it's on Discord. Oh, it's on, is it I the one that you, you, these are the two things I sent. Oh, the, the top thing. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. The, uh, the philosophy of commander. <clears throat> Which one do you want me to read? Which I'm going to read the first paragraph, and then you tell me what you uh, okay. What you think of it. Okay. For the well, audience out there. And we'll end says, on this note. Yep. We're on this note because we're trying to keep it short, sweet, and simple. Yep. This, this commander is for fun. It's a socially interactive multiplayer magic Magic the Gathering format full of wild full of wild interaction epic plays specifically designed as an alternate to tournament magic. As in fitting for a format in which you choose an avatar to lead your force into battle, Commander focuses on a resonant experience. Each game is a journey the player shares, relying on a social contract in which each player is considerate of the experiences of everyone involved. Sus. This promotes player interaction, in intergame variants, a variety of playstyles, and positive communal atmosphere. At the end of an of an ideal commander game, someone will have won. That's uh, not true. You can enter in. You can end the game in a draw. Uh, that's the granted. Yes, that is a very small percentage, but your sentence is sent. Someone will have won. It's not entirely true, but the chances of that not happening is very small. But all participants would have had an opportunity to express themselves through their deck building and gameplay. Fair. I think you might comment the same thing. I'm, I'll see what you say. So who are they to dictate what's fun? You know, you can dictate whether something is objectively good or bad, right? Especially in a game like Magic because of mechanics. Mechanics are how we actually objectively measure how a card the worth of a card essentially within the format or well within the format or in just a game in general right they're just talking about fun what people find joy in right that will vary from person to person are there some and that could vary based from day to day right there could be one moment where i just want to play a, like a silly deck 
right? Like uh, that that beat stick deck with the Krakens and the Simic, right? Or there could be one day where I want to go like balls deep. I'm like, I'm going to make you suffer, your, you know, Hellraiser style, you know, and play the Javala deck with Thassa's Oracle and uh, Demonic Consultation, right, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. I could do, and also, because that card also is red, so it runs Dockside Extortionist too, right? So I could use that deck instead. You know, and I may have fun with that deck that day. It, it varies. So just to, it, it shows the arrogance of these people when they think that they can just control what people enjoy and have fun instead of actually talking about what objectively is good and actually explain in a concise manner what is good and what makes it good and what is bad and what makes it bad through things that can be measured like mechanics. Yes. That's all I had to say on that. It's it that is that is that is very correct. If you look in the sentence, Mike, the sentence that I told you that I, that I said sus, each player is considerate of the experiences of everyone involved. That sounds like some commie bullshit, if you ask me. Yep. So when I'm granted, when I sit down with my group friends, I'm not an asshole type person. I'm very outspoken. Um, I'm an extrovert type person. I joke around. I make people laugh. I'm an overall a good, positive, fun person to be around. You know, I, I say a lot of jokes. I try to. I try to bring a lot of humor and make people laugh because there's a lot of bullshit going on in the world right now, right? So when I sit down and play a, a game of Commander, right? How am I in charge of your positive play experience? That's up to you, the individual. Because if you don't enjoy either the deck you're playing or the or magic gathering in general, why the fuck are you playing it then? At that point. Then I question then I question you. Right? Because my my game plot my gameplay and my game style should not be judged based upon I have to be considerate of the experiences of everyone involved. <clears throat> That sounds no. like some ESG commie shit. Yeah, go yeah. On. That's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it, it, you it's can like tell everyone needs to have fun. No, it's a, a resonant experience. Relying on a social con- contract, the social contract that's established, right? And I'll give them this: is you talk to each other. What deck are you running? What deck am I running? Okay, your deck is way too powerful. I'm just I'm not going to play against you. I'm going to go play against you know in that yeah. pod over there. Do you have a Boom, deck that's you're a little done. bit less powerful? You you do great. Play can you play a deck? Sure, why not? You don't? Okay, no problem. Thank you. You know I will. Uh, you know, go find another group to play. Yeah, you know it, it, this all revolves about it's all about control. Okay, it's them wanting to control you right from any facet of your life. Even it's through it's kind of funny we used to make fun of Yu Gi Oh about this through a fucking children's card game. You know the fate of the world is in the hands of a children's card game. Remember those jokes back in the day? Mm-hmm. God yeah, damn, that, that, that's what this is. This is, again, this is a card game at the end of the day, just like various other card games of, of Pokemon and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! and uh, Waifu Schwartz. It's called Waifu Schwartz, but I call it Waifu Schwartz. So also, okay, going even further. art on there. Go, okay, so we're going to end after this because I just have to, because we're, we're getting to almost like the, the 115 mark. Um, it says right here, the goal of the ban list is similar it does not seek to regulate competitive play or power level. That's exactly what a ban list does. If a meta, if a deck like in Yu-Gi-Oh, for instance, or, or Magic in general, you can still keep it. If a card is deemed incredibly powerful, right, then they decide to ban it. You are 
by nature, because you are banning the card, you are regulating, right, the power level of the game or the format in this case. Mm -hmm. They're they're contradicting what they're saying. They're just saying a bunch of fucking virtue signaling for clout. You know, oh, we care about you, the the less fortunate. It's like the politicians fucking thinking that people are too are, are too stupid, so they need to think for the, the people instead of the po- uh, people thinking for themselves. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. That's exactly it. You're, ta- you're taking someone else's thought process away from them. Let the community decide. That's the whole of that whole subjective rule of rule zero is before you start, which I personally, <clears throat> I do not like, by the way, because I think the idea of it, right, is... is is kind of not is not hideous, but I I don't like the idea of rule zero because before basically what rules is before we start the game we're gonna talk about okay what power level um all our all, what power level are you guys are playing on your decks from a scale of one through ten? There's a joke the professor says all his decks are power level seven. No one can really <laughs> dictate what's a power level seven. Yeah, right. Obviously, you can everyone can at least hopefully objectively agree power level. Nine to ten, that's CH. They're the most optimized decks, right out there. They're, mo- they're but the even most then, it's nebulous. Strongest, yeah, because it's not perfect. No, it's not. The idea of rule zero is was meant to be. Hey guys, I want to play a chill game. Nothing too fast. Nothing too quick. Just straight up battle cruiser. All right, I got a chill. I got a chill level. You know, I got a chill deck. Kind of you know plays a lot of big stompy creatures. All right, cool. Or right, hey, guys, I want to play a really powerful game, and we do all these crazy uh, synergistic and interactions. Oh, you want to play CDH? All right, I got a CDH deck too, right? Or it's going to say, hey, let's let's do basic precons. We we have a bunch of precons, no changes added. Let's play precon. Let's play a game of precon decks. Okay, sounds like fun. That's what rule zero is supposed to be, right? You kind of you, um. So what Shell says at the end, if you've seen the article, Mike, Commander is designed to be a malleable format. We encourage groups to use the rules and then the ban list as a baseline to optimize their own experience. Yeah, I'm not going to bother with this ban list. I want to find out all the cards that are banned in this fucking, in the Commander format. Disregard it. And, and I'll right. let people know, hey, by the way, I might be running a banned deck. That sentence contradicts this, essentially, this whole, this whole, uh, page of your philosophy of commander yeah also they this okay we got to end like in the next like 45 seconds but uh commander is designed to be a malleable format we encourage groups to use the rules and the ban list as a baseline to optimize their own experience first off you remove malleability mal mal malleability i'm not sure if that's even a word the malleableness of the format by creating too engineering too many rules and too many cards on the ban list that removes how malleable the format is it becomes rigid the more you do it mm-hmm. now these this every this article is just you might as well erase everything and just says we are hypocrites do as we say that is it there you go that's their philosophy yeah no that, 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 that's a that's a hundred percent that's what I wanted to uh, to tout uh, to tout and talk about mainly tonight was about Elish Norn and then the their idea of their philosophy of commander, which comes from a very subjective viewpoint. 
I'm not saying that's not wrong, but you're talking about a card game, a game where you're designed to win. A person having fun is subjective because that is based upon the individual person. Yeah, like what of, if you of have... having their own play experience? <clears throat> like you have fun from you know winning and playing a very tuned deck. You know, fuck, fuck that. Just play whatever I the have fuck fun you want. Playing stacks and playing Armageddon. You know, I, I have... your lands. Okay. I... I have fun from playing the various tribes that I used to like. Like, I want to see maybe one day make a cool zombie deck. I got to look to see what commanders are really good for that. But, Ooh, there's a lot of yeah. good zombie commanders out there. The I know. Scarab I see, God. That, that's, I, yeah, when, I, when my replacement DJ Scarab comes in, I might use that as my commander. Yeah, the Scarab God's a very good zombie commander. Yeah. Uh, Demir, if I'm not mistaken, right? Black Blue? Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's another thing, too. I, there are a bunch of different decks I want to do, and I just want to make a zombie deck. Do I want it to be super fine-tuned CDH? We'll see what happens with it. I My goal for that deck is just to make as many zombies as possible and, you know, Night of the Living Dead style or Dawn of the Dead style, just like... And I'll run your 28, with a bunch yeah, of zombies. That's it. 28 days later. <laughs> you know? Or like, uh, to quote one of the best zombies of all time, World War... You know, I'm going to just stop. I couldn't even out, finish that get sentence. Out. Nope, nope, you're out. All right, out. That's it. Out, done. Nope, we're done tonight, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, before we uh, before we close out with tonight's episode, I do want to give a shout out to an indie comic creator who I follow, and I also backed this project called No Cover. The name of the comic creator is Sierra Whiskey. You can go on Indiegogo right now and look at No Cover. It is absolutely hilarious, the story premise. I birded like blurted out laughing at when I read this today and I'll just read the uh the concept <clears throat> join us as we f- <laughs> as we follow our determined hero John Mai Lin as he rampages through the post-apocalyptic landscape of Michigan looking for his lost uh in the mail Dale Keown comic book cover Will John withstand the hordes of blue-haired landwell mutants and the lusty fem cells <laughs> Will oh our heroes God. survive and visit uh, survive a visit to the D- Detroit post office? Who else will John find along the way? Back today to find out. And absolutely, folks, I recommend. It's a 60-page book with 58 pages of what they describe as action-packed sequential art. So, And it's not expensive either. You could get a digital copy for $12. Estimated shipping is, <clears throat> well, it's $12 before the fees that Indiegogo puts in, like, you know, tips and tax and all that jazz uh for the digital copy but if you want a physical copy there is cover a and cover b and they have the oh there was cover i don't see cover a on here anyway um you can get cover b or you could get cover a and b i actually really like cover b a lot i think it looks fucking sick uh very minimalistic it has just black and white monochromatic with the uh yeah. like half so his you, face being covered if you want to do a, a shout out um the the link for that will be in our episode uh, description on our uh, when we post it on YouTube. On YouTube, yes. Yes. But as I so. said, it looks awesome. The story sounds absolutely hilarious right up my alley. Uh, and it also says it's estimated to be shipping in September 2023. So that's not that far away. So if you know anyone who is into like indie comics and is tired of reading the the drivel that Marvel and DC has been promoting, uh, promoting, promoting recently... There you go. I and that's at Indiegogo.com, no cover by Sierra Whiskey. So uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I was joined tonight by my amazing co-host, Daddy Sins. Yes, everyone. 
have a have a good night. We hope you enjoyed our Magic the Gathering episode. I know tonight we didn't get to talk about the uh, the Ohio the Ohio aliens fire and chemical burn. Also, what else is going on in Tucson too? What's going on in Tucson? Yes. But if you're listening to the episode, keep watch because our next episode we definitely are going to be talking about the oh um Ohio Ohio fire. The aliens that the, the government's trying to use to cover up the the Ohio <laughs> the Ohio fire with, and what was the other topic we mentioned that we didn't get to mention tonight? That that was that was it. The, we were just talking about um pretty much we wanted to talk about the Ohio stuff and the magic stuff. Yeah. Magic just took over everything. Yep, as magic we'll, does. We'll have we'll have something else if you pay attention to uh, Mike's intros. You'll 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 hear other topic. Yes, exactly. that episode uh that recording will be tomorrow. And that will be out soon after. So yes, keep watching for the other night seven and eight coming out soon. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please follow us on Twitter at Neonites FM or at Neonites Productions on Instagram. And we, as JB mentioned, or Daddy Sins, holy crap, using actual names here. As Daddy Sins mentioned, we, that's how we know it's getting late. Um, you can follow us on our YouTube channel as well for Neonites Productions, where we are uploading both daily nights Neon Night soon, and also more Eternal Champions as I get to processing those episodes and hammering them out. But with that being said, I hope you did enjoy. And until next time, guys, stay golden.